Ladies and gentlemen, so I just flew into Phoenix last night. I'm here. I'm going to be here for a little bit this week. We're doing some prep work for America Fest. We're getting some stuff uh, lined up for all of you. I want you to understand how incredibly important and special this event is going to be. We're putting a ton of work into it. I wouldn't be out here personally working on it, taking time away from my schedule, time away from the family, et cetera, et cetera, at this time of year if I didn't think America Fest was worth it. And I want you to be a part of this event. I want you to come and I want you to join us because this is going to be the start of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> so go to tpusa.com backslash America Fest, use promo code POSO, all caps, P-O-S-O, for 25% off. We got Congressman Gates, Donald, Bober, James O'Keefe, Gomer is going to be there, Congressman Biggs, Congressman Nunez, myself, Tucker, Carly, Kaylee, Candace. It is going to be absolutely fantastic as well, by the way. Country artist Brantley Gilbert, Russell Dickerson, Lee Greenwood himself is going to be there. Folks, I want you to be there, and I want you to be a part of America Fest. I'll see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily. Today's top stories, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, the Lady Epstein trial is set to begin today. Next, Dr. Anthony Fauci attacking Senator Rand Paul and Senator Ted Cruz. Next, the mayor of San Francisco is seen clubbing out at night while her city deteriorates. And finally, the city of Philadelphia has set a record for the most homicides in a single year in its entire history. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Well, the Lady Epstein trial of Ghislaine Maxwell, we call her Lady Epstein, is set to begin today in New York City. They're still going through jury selection in the case. What's going on with this? Who is Ghislaine Maxwell? Why is she tied to Epstein? Why is she on trial? Of course, we know Jeffrey Epstein, who died in his prison cell about two years ago, was never able to be brought to justice for what many saw as his crimes. He then, and we're told, committed suicide. Ghislaine Maxwell, or I call, as I call her, Lady Epstein, was the major domo, the mistress, the right hand, the sidekick, the partner in crime for Epstein, it is alleged. She now faces six counts of trafficking underage girls along with Jeffrey Epstein, and not only trafficking, but that she helped recruit and groom these underage girls for Jeffrey Epstein to sexually abuse. It's also highly alleged that the girls were used on Jeffrey Epstein's island, Little St. James Island, down in the Caribbean, where they were then provided to members of Epstein's Black Book. And what is his Black Book? That is his client list, his high-level client list. And we know that many, many top officials world leaders and financiers were all members of this elite club that flew on the Lolita Express, Jeffrey Epstein's private jet, his 727. So we're going to get into all of this. We're going to cover it in full detail. However, unfortunately, unlike the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, because this is a federal court, it will not be broadcast live. So what does that mean? We're gonna have people that are going into the courthouse. We're gonna have people that are there in the overflow room. We are gonna be doing everything we can to provide you minute by minute analysis and updates on this trial the way that nobody else is going to. But let's go back a little bit here. Let's go back a little bit and remember just why it is that the mainstream media refused to tell us the truth about Epstein all the way back a few years ago when Project Veritas, of all people, broke the story that ABC 
was covering up the Epstein scandal. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will say, oh, that we that also quashed the story. Yeah. And then um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail and now it's all coming out and it's like these new revelations and I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh my God. We, it was, um, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago saying like, aunt, like we, there will come a day when we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. And, I had it all three years ago. Now, here's an interesting wrinkle in the case, because the lead prosecutor over Lady Epstein is none other than Maureen Comey, the daughter of James Comey. I'm going to say that again, because I want to make sure everybody hears it and everybody knows what's going on in the Southern District of New York today. The U.S. Federal Courthouse, the Thurgood Marshall Courthouse, the lead prosecutor over Ghislaine Maxwell is James Comey's daughter. I suppose you could say she has a higher loyalty. Folks, it's a big club and you are not in it. What are the counts? According to The Guardian, Maxwell is on trial for six counts. Conspiracy to entice minors to travel to engage in illegal sex acts. Enticement of a minor to travel to engage in illegal sex acts. Conspiracy to transport minors with intent to engage in criminal sexual activity. Transporting a minor with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity. Sex trafficking conspiracy and sex trafficking of a minor. The counts cite four accusers listed in the indictment as minor victim one, minor victim two, minor victim three, and minor victim four. However, more are expected to testify, and we are going to see testimony from the actual victims of Epstein in this case. Ladies and gentlemen, no one is going to cover this story the way that Human Events Daily is. You saw the way we covered Kyle Rittenhouse. You saw the way we covered Derek Chauvin. We are going to cover this day in and day out. We are not letting it go. We are a dog with a, with a bone with this stuff. We are going through detail by detail, and we will always name the names. Dr. Anthony Fauci of the National Institute of Health. He is out here to warn us all about the new Omicron variant. He actually doesn't know how to say Omicron right. He actually calls it the Omicron, the Omicron variant. But what's very interesting about the Omicron variant, because here on Human Events Daily, we practice something called proper English diction. And uh, it's called Omicron, Dr. Fauci. The discoverer, the person who discovered the Omicron virus all the way back in South Africa, where we're told this thing originated, that we all know originally originated in Wuhan, says that the symptoms of this thing actually aren't as bad as the preceding variants, that actually this thing isn't as bad as one of the, some of the ones we've seen before. Interestingly enough, the WHO, of course, if you know your Greek alphabet, it doesn't go from new 
to Omicron, it goes, there's one in the middle, that they skipped for some reason, and I can't figure out what it is. They skipped a variant. Which variant did they skip? Which letter of the Greek alphabet did they skip? New she Omicron. They skipped the she variant. And it's pretty simple why. I think everybody knows. They skipped the she variant because, ladies and gentlemen, they're all the she variant. Every single one of them is the she variant. And that's the truth they don't want you to know. But listen to Dr. Fauci. He goes on with Margaret Brennan on Face the Nation, CBS, and she asks him about some of the questions that, uh, that have been brought up by U.S. senators about his handling of gain-of-function testing, his uh, contradiction, his seemingly contradictory statements. He goes before the Senate and says, we've never did gain-of-function research. We never did gain-of-function research in Wuhan. And then they say, and then the NIH puts out a letter and says, well, actually, we did fund this thing, and it, it enabled the pathologies to uh, gain capacity. <laughs> it's like a capacity they didn't have. Sounds a lot like gain of function. Listen to how defensive and angry Dr. Fauci got when he was asked this question. So anybody who spins lies and threatens and all that theater that goes on with some of the investigations and the congressional committees and the Rand Pauls and all that other nonsense, that's noise, Margaret, that's noise. I know what my job is. Senator Cruz told the attorney general you should be prosecuted. Yeah. <laughs> I have to laugh at that. <laughs> I should be prosecuted. What happened on January 6th, Senator? Do you think that this is about making you a scapegoat to deflect of course. from President Trump? Of course. You have to be asleep not to figure that one out. Well, there are a lot of senators uh, taking aim at this. I mean, that's okay. I'm just going to do my job. And I'm going to be saving lives and they're going to be lying. It seems another layer of danger to play politics around matters of life and death. Right, exactly. Exactly. And to me that's that's unbelievably bad because all I want to do is save people's lives. I mean, anybody who's looking at this carefully realizes that there's a distinct anti-science flavor to this. So if they get up and criticize science, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. But if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, well, people could recognize there's a person there. So it's easy to criticize, but they're really criticizing science because I represent science. That's dangerous. To me, that's more dangerous than the slings and the arrows that get thrown at me. And if you damage science, you are doing something very detrimental to society long after I leave. Now, I really hope that people can go and watch the video version of this. I know a lot of people listen to this on the podcast version. Go back and actually watch the video version because what Anthony Fauci does here, what Dr. Fauci does when he's asked this question, he performs what's referred to in uh, body language analysis as a cluster gesture, right? The cluster gesture, you can see it, his eyes, his lips, his tongue is going in and out. He, he starts kind of shaking a little bit. His micro expressions, this is an absolutely, and I would actually refer to this as an explosive cluster gesture. He is very uncomfortable with this question. He doesn't want it to be asked. He is trying to be deceptive. Now, that of course doesn't necessarily mean he's lying, 
but we know that he's being deceptive. He doesn't want anyone finding out what was going on in terms of actually answering the question. And then you hear his response. He goes into a partisan attack. Yes, the Beagle Killer, the guy who subjected those innocent dogs to the, some horrific experiments throughout the world, new, uh, Tunisia, where it was going on, he seems he's throwing it back on Senator Cruz, Senator Paul, calling them part of a circus, talking about January 6th. Dr. Fauci, gain-of-function research, we know how dangerous it is. You yourself have told us how dangerous it is. And it's very clear what needs to happen here. There needs to be a full investigation of the NIH, their relationship with Wuhan, what they were funding, what was going on up there. And I want to see Dr. Fauci hauled before these committees day after day after day. And next year, if there is a new Speaker of the House, right, that is exactly what needs to happen. And I don't mean any of this Benghazi business. I mean serious investigations with serious results. It's simple. People died, and we want to know where this virus came from. And you, sir, are not giving us the answers. Ladies and gentlemen, Cyber Monday is upon us, and you know what that means. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code POSO. You can even go to MyPillow.com backslash POSO. Get your, your Christmas shopping list done immediately. You go there, you get the towels, you get the sheets, you get the pillows, you get the toppers, you get the Bible pillows for the kids. There's even a couple of packages up where you can get the Bible pillows for the kids, They for children's Bible stories. Then you also have uh, Bible verses. They have a whole pack you can get. It's five pillows plus the book, like Mike Lindell's story. I just went and I can't say much because my family listens to this podcast, but I just went in and dropped a little bit of money on mypillow.com for the family today and also some stuff for our church does uh, donation drive every Christmas for needy families. So got some stuff, some, you know, Bible verses, kind of pillows, stuff that you can hand out. Got those for people in need as well. So um, really want to just pay it forward with all this stuff. Thank you so much for your support. So go to mypillow.com, use promo code POSO, get your Christmas shopping done now. But they're doing a different kind of shopping in San Francisco. Uh, that's the kind where it's called the five-finger discount with the smash and grab. So we've now seen that the smash and grabs are completely on the rise throughout San Francisco. We know the homicide rate has been crazy. San Francisco, Chinatown, the attacks on Asian Americans have not ceased. So where is Mayor London Breed in all of this? Well, I'll tell you where. She's out clubbing. <laughs> Go look at the video. So while Mayor Breed is out clubbing away, clubbing the night away, her city is falling apart and descending, spiraling downward into crime. We know about the homeless on the streets, the mental addicts that are on the street. We know about the human defecation maps all over San Francisco. But what could she care? She's out partying. She's out clubbing. Meanwhile, the smash and grabs have not stopped. Go look at this video. A Nordstrom department store in Los Angeles on Monday became the latest target of a wave of robberies. The smash-and-grab robberies, often involving dozens of people, have seen thieves breaking into high-end retailers and making off with expensive goods. As the holiday shopping season nears, video of the robberies have flooded social media, showing masked figures breaking into stores during the night and running out with bags of merchandise and fleeing in cars idling outside. 
The Los Angeles Police Department said it had taken three suspects into custody after Monday's burglary, and local reports say as many as 20 may have been involved. The affluent San Francisco Bay Area has been particularly hard hit. Local police said around 80 people robbed a Nordstrom department store in Walnut Creek on Saturday night before police arrived and arrested three people. Luxury stores like Louis Vuitton and Burberry were also robbed, according to media reports. California Governor Gavin Newsom has directed the State Highway Patrol to increase their presence near major retail areas, and some brands have announced plans to heighten security. And it's not just Mayor London Breed, it's also District Attorney Chesa Boudin. Not only is he one of the former Soros prosecutors, or current Soros prosecutors, I should say, we talked about him last week in our investigation, he is the son of two members of the Weather Underground. I kid you not, his parents were actually left-wing domestic terrorists. Now, I don't believe in holding people accountable for the sins of their parents. However, however, look at a person's actions and look where they came from, and it can tell you a lot. It can be very illuminating. From the Hoover Institute at Stanford, why San Francisco is nearly the most crime-ridden city in the United States. San Franciscans face about a 1 in 16 chance, 1 out of 16, each year of being a victim of property or violent crime, making the city more dangerous than 98% of cities in the United States. Compton, California, the infamous home of drug gang turf wars, today remains more dangerous than 90. It's almost twice as safe as San Francisco. Understand what is going on when I say get out of our cities. We talked about Waukesha. We talked about Milwaukee. We're going to talk about Philadelphia next. This is being done by policy. I did a whole Twitter thread yesterday talking about my hometown, the way my hometown was destroyed by failed policies and bad economic decisions. The same is happening across the nation. And it's really simple, ladies and gentlemen. We can continue down this path or we can move forward on a path of actual populism that helps the American people. Get out of cities. I say it, I feel like every day now. City of Philadelphia, the city where I went to school, went to Temple University, um, all four years, North Philadelphia, the city that I consider part of my hometown, just had the most fatal year in its entire history. And it is on pace to potentially become the top number one or two city in terms of homicide rate for the entire country in 2021. Just set the new record. Also, over the weekend, a student at Temple University was murdered in what appears to be a mugging. Folks, it doesn't have to be this way. It really doesn't have to be this way. But listen to CNN and listen to the mayor and listen to how they are trying to deal with the situation. Take a listen. The city of Philadelphia marking a grim milestone, 500 homicides since the beginning of this year. That ties a record set in 1990. Authorities say the latest homicide Wednesday was believed to be domestic violence, but behind every number is a person and a life cut short. CNN's Bren Gengrass is following the story for us. Bren, what more are we hearing from city officials about the efforts to stop the violence? 
Yeah, Jessica, they are literally throwing millions of dollars into programs in the city of Philadelphia to help with crime reduction, crime prevention, hoping that it'll just help even a little bit. But of course, this isn't a simple issue. I want to throw this statistic at you, though. For Philadelphia and that milestone they hit, well, they're averaging one homicide every 16 hours. City council members are literally saying, stop killing each other. I want you to hear now from the mayor. At 299, 261, nobody ever asked me a question about homicides. I mean, I've been mayor for six years. I don't remember getting all this attention to less than 300. So, I mean, it, one is too many. One homicide is too many. And there's a lot of issues here contributing to this. Like I said, there's no easy one solution as well. We've of course, coming out of the pandemic, the economy is contributing to this, but officials say the most significant problem that they're facing is the amount of guns that are on the street, the availability of these guns. And honestly, Jessica, if you talk to police departments all across this country, at least in major cities, New York, like here, Los Angeles, Chicago, they will tell you there are just too many guns on the streets. When you go to Philadelphia, they're pleading to the state legislature to help with that. They say it's just too easy for those straw purchases, for people to get their hands on numerous guns, sell them again on the streets. And they're hoping if they do have even more help, uh, they'll be able to help reduce all these horrific homicides that are happening again in Philadelphia. But we're seeing this trend across this, the country. Yeah, just one is too many. The mayor's right. All right, Bryn Gingras for us. Thanks so much. And of course, the mayor does that old politician trick of saying, well, it's, it's just a different number. Nobody cared when the number was here. Why do you care when the number is here? Acting like it's not my fault. It's, it's just the, the data's fault. It's the number's fault. And then you hear CNN saying, this is the fault of guns. If we can just get rid of guns and have the legislature ban these guns, then we can get rid of all of this problem. Oh, really? You mean like how they banned murder? That's illegal too, CNN, but apparently you don't understand how this stuff works. The problem is criminals and the criminal element. You need to crack down on crime. They significantly reduced under the DA Larry Krasner, bail, the, the ability for bail reform, they completely reduced this. They put in ways for there to be a revolving door. And it's very unfortunate, but the student who was killed at Temple University was a supporter of DA Larry Krasner. I don't know what else to say about that. I pray for his family and I pray for him. And I pray for the city of Philadelphia and every city in this country. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time we have here on Human Events Daily. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Remember, be the influence agent now more than ever. They are trying to get us to stop talking about these stories, stories like Waukesha, stories like Lady Epstein. We are not going to stop. Remember, our motto to you be good, be brief, be gone. But before we go, it's time for today's moment of history. I think that it is time to say that it is the beginning of the Advent season. It's also the start of Hanukkah. So I want to remind everyone as we go into these seasons, as we go into these holidays, remember to be thankful for one another and remember that we've built one of the greatest countries on this earth and we have to keep it that way. Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay ashore.